0: Giannis, questionable. Morant, game time decision. Some huge, potentially large moments in these playoffs in game two of round one tonight. Also, 75 stitches. And then they stopped counting. Morgan Barron only missed a few shifts. Let's go.
1: I wasn't gonna show up today because the paper test.
0: Fire cell coming back into the game after 75-plus What's the number? We'll get to that in a second. Draymond Green, suspension. Excessive, over-the-top, repeat offender is how Joe Dumars, NBA Dean of Discipline, described it, the reasoning of the NBA's suspension to Wolch. Dumars also said you have to put the 0-2 situation aside when you're making a ruling. There was a moment yesterday when players and former players seemed to be supporting green, not being suspended. Three-quarters of yesterday's paddle thought no suspension. I had viewers right in the show after yesterday's episode saying it was 50% saponis, 50% green. So, Frank, how does the suspension land for you, and what does it mean for the Warriors and this series?
1: I thought he was going to get suspended. I, th- I thought he should have been suspended. He stomped on a player. And you mentioned Joe Dumas, who, coincidentally enough, was part of the bad boy Detroit Pistons. And in his statement, they gave, the league gave themselves a lot of wiggle room because they talked about his history of unsportsmanlike acts. They based it somewhat on that. That's their way of saying, if Steph Curry were to do this, he's not getting suspended because Steph Curry doesn't have a history. And now you look at Draymond Green cost them a championship against the Cavaliers. I, All due respect to LeBron and the Cavs. I think the Warriors would have won if Draymond's not suspended for Game 5. They lose this game tomorrow night. This all falls on Draymond Green. He's got he's to be able to control his emotions. He walks that fine line, and too many times he crosses it. Kevin
2: Blackstone? You know, the interesting thing about Draymond Green is he's supposed to get under the skin of the opponents, right? But he also allows them to get under his skin, and that's exactly right. what – happen this time around. I, I just don't understand how you can actually defend what he did and not expect him with a recidivist um, history not to get suspended in this particular case. If he was really smart in that moment, had he controlled himself, he would have yanked his foot away, and with the official standing right there, he would have pointed to Sabonis, and Sabonis would have been the one who paid the penalty for that little fracas that they have. Instead, he, he upped it like this. He did the WWE stuff. He was The commissioner is sitting in the stands. He's egging on opponents to yell and scream, and you don't expect that they would come down on him like this? He got what he deserved. There's
0: an argument to be made by jitting it up the way he did. He just really amplified this series, though, and now he's out of game three. Courtney Cronin, where did you come down on the suspension?
3: I think the suspension was just, and had he shown remorse post-game and not doubled down on why he stomped on DeMontis Sabonis' chest and saying that he couldn't stretch his leg further out, maybe this isn't a suspension. Certainly the flagrant two was just, but Draymond Green does this time and time again, and the NBA is just fed up with it. So if you're going to make a mockery of our process, we're going to make an example out of you. And Draymond has already shown us that fines don't matter to him. He said as much after. The uh, after getting ejected from the Memphis game during the playoffs last year. So where you hit him where it hurts is by taking away the Golden State Warriors' emotional leader. As Frank brought up, we saw what happened to the Golden State Warriors in 16, a series I was covering when he was suspended for Game 5 that took the life out of the series. And like it or not, that may very well happen again by having Draymond Green not available for I'm Game 3. I'm surprised
0: to hear this is unanimous today. It wasn't yesterday. Three... Force the panel yesterday, went the other way, that Sabonis, you know, started it. Woody Page, I'll let you weigh in here now that the NBA said suspension for just Green.
4: Yes, it, it is unanimous. Justice was done. I don't know where you got that panel yesterday, but I wouldn't invite them back again because <laughs> they were totally wrong. All right, it's
0: not just a Consider- panel. It's Shaquille O'Neal. It's a lot of former players. It's a lot of people saying this really throws the balance of the series off after the man was – ejected, and, and for the final seven minutes and deciding minutes of the game, that was the game he missed.
4: Yeah, well, it should uh, throw off the balance of, of the playoffs, as it did when they played the Cleveland Cavaliers, and he hit uh, LeBron in the, in the groin, and it cost him a series. So he deserves this. He's a double-double man. He's not a repeat offender. He's a serial offender. Let me give you some numbers. 162 17 4 Hundred and seventy two technicals, seventeen ejections from games, and four suspensions in regular season and playoff games. And you want and to see And that think should that, factor oh, in on this decision right, right here. A this, this
0: singular play. That factors in for you, Woody?
4: Yes, obviously, if you're arrested for drunken driving three or four times, your penalty's going to be stronger than it is for just one time. I appreciate that. We don't
0: need to go right there. Let's let's bring Frank Isola back in, because you mentioned it was Joe Dumars, Dean of Discipline, those bad boy Pistons. How many games did Bill Lambier get suspended in the playoffs? (laughs) How many times did you see, you know, physical punches and non-basketball plays in the 80s and 90s?
1: You're right, and the famous one is the Kevin McHale line exactly. on Kurt Rambis and doesn't get kicked out of the game. There's no suspension there. I think the Warriors were concerned because they had two of the great citizens of the NBA, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, both came out right after the game and put it all on Sabonis. These are the same two guys who said nothing when Draymond Green attacked Jordan Poole, yet you guys are calling, you're, you're calling out Sabonis for what he had done. They knew that Draymond could be in trouble because they know that they're in trouble Well, right then now. the Kings announced that.
0: Sabonis so is going to get an X-ray overnight with the bruised sternum. And then Green says, i got to get an X-ray in my ankle. There's a lot of gamesmanship yep. in here, too. I think we all have to admit that. 10%. But some people have a problem with the league making such an authoritative decision that really affects the balance of the series. You don't, Frank.
1: No, I, I don't. And I think, again, Tony, I think what they're doing, they're setting a tone here. This is for the rest of the players. Be careful. Guys like Dylan Brooks, watch it. We're going to suspend you. But again, the language was interesting based on the history of unsportsmanlike okay. right. acts.
0: It just wasn't this. Dylan long. Brooks was involved in a play earlier this season. It was Chris Middleton holding on to Dylan Brooks' ankle in the way we saw Sabonis holding Green. Although Brooks did not respond or retaliate in the way he did what Woody suggested and pointed or I'm sorry, Kevin, and pointed right. at Middleton. We'll move on and we'll talk about Suns Clippers last night. Phoenix evening up the series. It was the Devin Booker game. It was a whole Suns game. Suns shot nearly 60-40-90 for the game. Chris Paul over Scott Foster in the game. Courtney, who has hold of this series now? 1-1 going to L.A.?
3: I think the Suns do because in these moments when games are often won off of adjustments, the Suns showed they could do that better on the fly in game two with the way that they clamped down on Kawhi Leonard in the second half. And so much of that has to do with Devin Booker. He's not only a great defender, our good friend Monica McNutt showed me this great stat 11 of 34. That's the Clippers shooting percentage Mm. when Booker is the closest defender. That's the second best field goal percentage. That's a great stat. I'll
0: give it to Monica McNutt when she's on the show next time. <laughs> I hear what you're saying with Phoenix, Woody Page. I love doing that. Uh, on who has hold of this one-one series right now?
4: The Clippers do, Courtney. I, I just totally disagree with you because the bench of the Suns is non-existent. Mm-hmm. In two games on the court where the Suns play, where benches are supposed to be stronger at home, they've been outscored 64 to 23, 13 in the game last night. You can't just depend on. Three guys, even though they're good, you can't depend on three guys throughout a series when the Clippers have a much stronger bench, uh, and it's been proven in in Phoenix where they've been much stronger than the Suns. So I think the Clippers going home, they're going to get even more support out Morty, of the You can players. respond
0: to Woody because I know I cut you short there.
3: No, I agree with, I agree with Woody's sentiment that the bench contributions have been lackluster at (laughs) best. And when you take a look at what they're getting from not only Devin Booker, but Kevin Durant, this is exactly why the Suns made the trade at the deadline to bring Durant here. What I was saying about Booker, though, is it's not only the defensive contributions that they got from him in game two, it's the 38 point explosion that he had when Kevin Durant kind of had a so so night. What I'm worried about going forward, though, are the minutes. Kevin Durant playing 43, 45 minutes with the injury history. That's a concern for me for this series going I'm forward. Back. So, yes, they do need more contributions from mm-hmm. the bench. I don't know if they're going to get them, though. I
0: think that's Woody's point.
2: Kevin Blackestone. Ah, bench just the playoffs. <laughs> what are we talking about here? Right. That's why you didn't see much of the bench in the second half for the Phoenix Suns. They're going to go with the superstar plug-in guy in Kevin Durant who had, who didn't have a great game, but he had a solid game for a stretch there where he was making mid-range jumper after mid-range jumper. And obviously, uh, Booker went on to uh, uh, went on to just explode. And the other thing is, I think if the Phoenix Suns can keep um, Aton in the game uh, a little bit more. I think they'll be better off. He picked up some uh, unfortunate fouls, some silly fouls late, um, and he was—they were really good when he was in there uh, defending and shooting around the free throw line. Love the I, way you say that. I can hear the song in it. All right, and Isola, how about you?
1: Just got a text from Kevin Durant. He wants to thank Woody for calling him and Devin Booker good players. He appreciates that. Kevin Blackerson <laughs> happens to be 100% right. When you get to the playoffs, the starters are going to play a ton of minutes. There's about two, three days off between every single game. Their starters were 45 of 76 shooting the ball. Are you kidding me? I mean, and Devin Booker is your second best player. Again, Devin Booker is your second best player. That's pretty good. The amazing thing, though, about this series, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Kevin Durant playing, the best player might be Kawhi Leonard. He, we hardly ever see him play anymore, but he's a one-man double team on Kevin Durant when the Phoenix Suns have the ball. But the great bailout player, Devin Booker. Advantage Suns.
0: Lakers-Grizzlies game two tonight. John Moran, a game-time decision. Let's talk about it. It's a tissue injury, not a, not a bone injury. So we'll see how hard Moran can go with it. For the Lakers, can they get help from somebody outside of their big two? of uh, Rui Hachimura and Austin <laughs> Reeves? And he bucks game two tonight. Giannis was doubtful this morning, upgraded to questionable this afternoon. The risk of going down 0-2 through two home games for both Memphis and Milwaukee is huge, KB. How real is that concern? Who's more vulnerable tonight?
2: Well, it it is a real concern, I think. Memphis has got to be more vulnerable. I mean, you're talking about a guy in Ja who already had hurt that hand, right? It was already taped up. Now he's re-injured it again, and you know that they need huge production from him. As far as Giannis with the back, I'm sure they shot him up with steroids. He's feeling a lot better, which is why he's been upgraded. He will play, and they will win. Courtney Corona?
3: It's Memphis for me because they don't want to go to Los Angeles down 0-2 when they were 16-25 and 25 away from Memphis during the regular season. Mm-hmm. I know that they were a high seed, but that is something to consider. I think this all comes down to another monster offensive performance from Jaron Jackson Jr. And if Jock can go, if he can't, Tyus Jones is going to be playing in this game regardless. They need him on the floor. He is the best, uh, fifth best uh, offense. Turnover to uh, His turnover, the turnovers are an issue for this team, is what I'm trying to say. Ja had half of them last game. But Tyus Jones, Tyus Jones the turnover,
0: has been very solid. Woody Page, more vulnerable.
4: Yes. Proving once again that this panel is correct about things. Uh, both uh, Kevin and Courtney were correct. It's Memphis that is more vulnerable. I think Moran's going to play. I'm sure that Giannis is going to play. It's it's such a tight situation for both of them that they need to get back onto the court, even if they're not at fully 100%. But Memphis is in real trouble. I, I saw
1: the last word. When Milwaukee won the championship, they lost game one of their last three series, went on to win the championship. For me, it's Memphis because LeBron James who is off the charts great, had an okay game for LeBron James, and they still won. No Brandon Clark, no Steven Adams. Memphis is Make up. a pick, Frank. I saw both of you. But Memphis or L.A. tonight?
0: And then Milwaukee or Miami? I'm going to go Milwaukee, Memphis. KB? L.A. Bucks. Mm, you've got L.A., all right. Courtney?
3: I have the Lakers.
0: And Woody Page?
4: Memphis, Milwaukee.
0: Double M. I'm still next.
5: Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the Seaport. Brought to you by Grey Goose.
0: To tongue of Valoa today asked about whether he considered retirement after concussions last year.
5: I considered it. It would be hard for me to, to to walk away from from this game. I always dreamed of growing, you know, playing as long as I could to where my son knew exactly what. You know, he was watching his his dad do. It's, it's my health, it's my body. It, you know, and I, I feel like this is what's best for me and 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 my family. Tonga
0: Bailoa also saying he's taken up jujitsu to learn how to fall better. Courtney Cronin, how'd you hear to it today?
3: I heard that he is taking this seriously, remember, two confirmed concussions, one concerning blow to the head last year, and he's trying to pro like prolong his career, and by taking up jujitsu and learning how to fall and disperse his energy, whether that's going to work or not, he's got to do it during the off season. Remember, you cannot touch the quarterback in practice, preseason, training camp, in season, so now is the time for him to do this in order to see if it's gonna work in season.
2: Kevin, how did you hear to it
0: today?
2: You know, this is why I hate being addicted to professional football, but I am because I listen to that, and it's so uneasy mm. to hear him talk about his son after knowing that uh, what I've seen from families who have to take care of addled former professional football players in their latter life and hearing him talk about quarterbacks being unlikely or more unlikely to get to – get but seriously hurt. It's just uncomfortable. We know that the NFL playing in it is a roll of the dice, and I just hope that it continues to come up okay for him. Right, Gasol.
1: Yeah, I agree, Kevin. I can't help but think of Andrew Luck, who retired relatively early. And if two was saying that he thought about it, the next time he takes a big hit in the post-game press conference, hopefully he's in the locker room at the time, I would think that one of the reporters is going to ask him, are you thinking about shutting it down? To me, this sounds like the beginning of the end. I don't, I don't see this guy as a five to ten year guy. I just don't when he's already talking about it like this. Woody Page.
4: Yes, I think Kevin was right. It felt uncomfortable to me. I remember spending time with a former NFL star who became a Hall of Famer, and a couple of years later he was dead because of the CTE. And I just don't think that – I think you have to spend at least more time research and consider your family that you want to be around for your family later on.
0: Tua did say he'd be consulting with doctors, uh, maybe a neurologist, I don't know that for sure, but that CTE was not as big a concern, that's what the doctor told him, Courtney, because of the quarterback position and not because of another more uh, contact-driven position. Mm -hmm. How do you hear that?
3: I don't buy that. I think that a hit to the head is a hit to the head, whether you're an offensive lineman or a running back or playing any position that is deemed you know, to have a higher risk of contact. He needs to take this seriously. It sounds like he is, though, because he is taking these steps to try to learn to prevent more blows to the head, whether it's on him or you know someone else during the season. And
1: just
0: to cite it correctly, it was his medical advisors that's who Tua said told him that in today's press conference. We'll move on. NHL Jets beating the Knights in game one, but that's nothing. Morgan Barron took 75 stitches and returned to the game. Here's the cut he sustained near his eye. Chandler Stephenson contacting Barron's head. Head goes into Laurent Brousseau's skate 75-plus stitches, I should say, because evidently they stopped counting. Here's what Barron said, it missed my eye, I was glad. <clears throat> it happened in the first. He was back by the second period. He clocked 10 minutes for the game. His own coach called it inspiring for the team. Would he buy or sell the team, clearing him to return after 75-plus stitches?
4: I'm selling the team. I'm buying his tenaciousness mm-hmm. to come mm-hmm. back, and I'm glad that his eye wasn't cut mm-hmm. in what happened. How are the team your head in the game in the second period, you're dominating the game in Las Vegas. Really, do you need to bring him back on the ice? Uh, To be fair, he's a third or fourth string player. Courtney Cronin. Third line.
3: I'm buying that the line in hockey for whether you come back from an injury like this, uh, is if your limb's falling off. Like that is the line here in hockey because we've seen gruesome injuries and in the postseason's different than the regular season. I'd hope that this if, if this was during the regular season, he would end up not going back in the game. But they said it provided a mentality mm-hmm. boost. That's great. I just never want to see the replay again. Kevin
0: Blackenstone. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm just buying it. Hockey players, once again, maybe the toughest athletes around. I haven't had 75 stitches in my entire life from an injury, and this guy got them in just what, about 90 minutes on the uh, at a at a ice uh, on the on the ice from an injury. That's just that's just. But well, we're talking that's about really this love. now, immediately following the Tua to Valois story, where there's
0: always a thought: should the team hold back a player? In this case, Frank Isola.
1: Yeah. I like how Ted Wyman of the Winnipeg Sun described it, leaking blood. If I'm leaking blood, folks, call an ambulance, call a priest. It's the culture of the sport, though. that. Like that's why NFL, it also compares to the NFL. NFL.
0: The culture talk. would be to exactly. dust yourself off and get back out there. But we know this is a different injury, of course. You can't compare a cut to, to a traumatic brain Blood contact. All right. Woody Page, Frank D'Isola. Thank you for your time. Courtney Croning, Kevin Blackstone. Showdown next.
5: S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
0: Back to the ice. More troubling game one loss. Is it the defending champ, Avs, losing to the playoff debut in Kraken? The the can't-get-out-of-the-first-round Maple Leafs letting up seven in the Bungley loss to Tampa? Or the Devils smoked at home versus the Rangers? Courtney Cronin, showdown to you.
3: Tony, I'm going off-menu. I'm taking Vegas, number one seed in in the West, lopsided loss on their home ice to the eighth seed. This team missed the playoffs last year, and they flipped a lot of assets to bring star players here. they got to get it corrected. Blackstone?
2: Oh, they missed the playoffs last year. Let me tell you about the (laughs) Maple Leafs, who haven't gotten out the first round in 19 years, let alone haven't won a Stanley Cup since 1967. Are you kidding me? It's embarrassing. Going off-menu sounds delicious, Courtney, but woo. Toronto, Point
0: Stone. A reverse boycott is showdown two. A's fans, instead of not showing up, are planning on showing up and showing out to show ownership they care that the team shouldn't move to Vegas. The plan is for this to happen. Not now, not tomorrow.
2: June 13th, Kevin something or nothing. Oh, this is absolutely nothing. Don't do this. You're still spinning the turnstiles for the owners. What you need to do is write a letter. That's right. Not digital. Just inundate Manfred's, Ma- Manfred's office with paper. Ronan. Letters. June,
3: June 13th is probably the day that the A's are going to be eliminated from the playoffs. So if this sect of the fan base wants to do <laughs> this, they should do it tomorrow. <laughs> right. You can't be like, we're really excited
0: to do something. We'll do it in a couple of weeks. Courtney, if you were to win today, what would your FaceTime be?
3: My FaceTime would be a shout out to my 102-year-old grandmother who celebrated her birthday on Wednesday.
0: I don't even need to ask you, Stone. Sorry. Mana, 102. Let's go.
3: Happy birthday, Janice Bruce, you firecracker of a woman. You've taught me a whole lot throughout my life. Four important things to live as long as my grandmother. Good luck, good genes, sarcasm, and never taking yourself too seriously. I try to do the latter of all of those things on this show every time I'm on. I love you. Here's to the next couple of years. You're going to outlive all of us here <laughs> on Around
0: the Horn. Happy birthday. Easy. Oh. You call her Nana or
1: Nana? Nana. Sorry, Midwest. Nana. Nana. yes. Wow. You yes. work for Michael I'm Jordan. Jordan gave her six Congrats. championships. All the love to Thank her. Thank you.